Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good everything, um, and welcome back to another edition of the JMU Sports Blog. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Nothing. Just uh, enjoying a day off and following up another exciting JMU Dukes victory. Yeah. Any, anything significant happened this weekend of any point no, for JMU? No, 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 nothing. I mean, just same good old, win, same right? old. Yeah, yeah, same old, same normal old. normal win. Yeah, it's a good yeah. time. Um, no, no press, no nothing. Just No. Just like beating Elon. Yep, yep. We're just going to do our normal four downs and uh, two things tonight and, and uh, get back to business. Uh, as always, we're brought to you by Mossy Creek Fly Fishing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. You can go by the shop there at the corner of 33 and Reservoir and pick up some new fall gear. You've got a couple weeks now to stock up for homecoming. Get all the things you need for the changing weather. There was frost. I am aware there was frost out there in the valley this weekend. Um, so it's it's time to go by and see those guys, get your winter, winter, all the winter and rain gear that you need. This was a beautiful weekend for everybody uh, this weekend. So no big deal, but soon enough it will be cold and go by and visit the guys at Mossy Creek. If you mention the podcast, you get a free sticker. Rob, uh, before we even get started, I know we got to talk football, but we should mention, uh, we should start with women's soccer who is, there's another JMU team leading the nation in defense. <laughs> yeah. I saw that tonight. Uh, women's soccer, that was, so they had a nil-nil draw with South Alabama. And I didn't realize that, like, South Al has been kind of bossing the Sun Belt in women's soccer for quite a while. And I don't know. Our team's on a roll, and this is, they're really good. There's some fun stuff going on at JMU because this was a fun weekend. Uh, for both women's soccer and field hockey lost a heartbreaker. They were up at halftime on the number four team in the country, Iowa. Iowa, yeah. In kind of a neutral site game, and they ended up losing two to one at the end. Um, but field hockey's just been crushing it. I mean, they, their schedule has been like almost unbelievably hard playing as an independent this fall. And they're doing a great job. And, and yeah, they're got- not ducking anybody. They are taking all comers. And th- this is a program that really deserves everybody's support. Uh, yeah. I think the Sun Belt move was universally applauded by most JMU fans for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. but uh, the unfortunate reality is field hockey was left without home, and it's one of our strongest programs historically. You know, won the first national championship in school history, and mm-hmm. really just taking on a murderer's row of schedules. Uh, absolutely no easy outs, and I don't know. Get out there and support them, and, and yeah. they're they're. I don't know. It's another tough one, but no shame in that. But they're. No. Hopefully they can pick up a couple of these wins and find their way into the postseason. Yes. And um, volleyball doing as well as also doing well. Uh, I may actually get a chance to go to a volleyball match. I'm really excited, Rob. I think I may go. Um, They play at home leading into homecoming weekend. Hmm. And I have a bunch of friends down in the Valley that are big. Just they love playing volleyball and watching it. And a couple like of their kids are high school players now. And uh, I don't know, we're all trying to organize going, but I think we're going to go to one of those games like Thursday or Friday leading into homecoming. So I'm actually kind of excited because I haven't been since I was a student. So no, it's a great fun. game. Great sport. Yeah. Um, yeah. My niece is playing in high school. Um, shout oh, out nice. Maury Volleyball. Go Jane. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, but other than that, just get out, watch the Dukes all the way around. Rob. All right. JMU 42, Arkansas State 20. We could start anywhere you want to on this game, uh, but we're going to do four downs and we're going to talk about any, you know, maybe we'll talk about off field news later. In, maybe <laughs> later if we can think episode. of anything that happened, if we can think of anything else. Yeah. Um, so where do you want to go first? Just the offense. Uh, yeah. I mean, 598 total yards. It was a thing. I think Todd Santeo was Sunbelt player of the week. It could have gone to Percy. It could have gone to Chris Thornton. Yeah. They were just firing on all cylinders. Um, the passing game, the, the, I, I thought the the play calling was mm. outstanding, oh. just the way they mixed it up. Um, yeah. Particularly in the end there, I think it was the fourth quarter where they got the ball back with like eight minutes and it was like, oh, well, you know, there's just going to be a nice clock killing drive. And first first play was like 40 yards to Thornton. Would have been for six, except since yeah. they actually underthrew it. Yeah. You know, and then they scored in like three plays. I, I thought it was just outstanding. They were mixing up the tight ends. Like yeah. that was old school JMU back with like Mike Cawson type thing. Or like, yeah, Brian like, Barlow. Yeah. Yeah. It was just awesome. Um, 
the way they mixed it up in both parts of the, the major parts of the offense, we've seen them block so well all mm-hmm. year, particularly downfield. And the other, the other thing, I thought Ravenel had a very good game. Yeah, he Ravenel had a couple, and Terrence Green both had Terrence blocks. Green, yeah, great like, game. Yeah, yeah, that's what I say. Like the downfield blocking from our receivers, you know, throwback to the old school days when we used to talk about, you know, wide blockers under the Mickey yes. offense. Um, those guys were great. Not only catching the ball, but just opening up holes and you know being really, really physical downfield. It was, it was fun to see. Like Percy's run that was just steamrolling. <laughs> you know the run that you know the one I'm talking about. Yes, I think yeah. it was Ravenel was just trucking a guy down like up yeah. from like the five yard line in the end zone. So uh, I just uh, there's a lot to like about this offense. Um, but just the way that they mixed it up, kept Ark State on their heels really went against normal convention. Like I said, with, you know, when you're like, oh, just let's bleed the clock here. No, let's just, let's just strike big, you know? Yep. And so the, you're in a close game and it's like, no, it's not close. We're going to score 21 points in the fourth quarter and we're going to do oh, it yeah. a variety of different ways. So I thought it was super fun to watch. I was never particularly worried uh-huh. that was going to happen because I've got more confidence in this offense than maybe any offense since like 2016. Like they just seemed like, yeah. They're so dialed in. And if, if you need them to dial up a score, once they get going, I have noticed this was another one in the first quarter, you mm-hmm. know, no score in the first quarter, which is a common thing, but there's no panic. It just seems such a composed group of players, so confident in what they're doing in their game plan that they know like, okay, we're going to come in and we're going to keep doing what, what Shannon wants us to do, what Coach Sig wants, and eventually it's going to work. And when it starts to work, it's just like running downhill. So yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was really fun to watch on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, considering JMU did not score, and we'll come back to why they did not score for the first 20 minutes, but they did not score in the first 20 minutes of the game. And then they scored 42 points uh, and should have scored 45 in the last 40 minutes of the game. Yeah. Um, also, whoever that defender is for Arkansas State is still looking for his soul from, oh the, from the Percy run. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what happened to you there. And then you're right about Shanahan and the, the play calling. I mean... Going back to the throwback wheel route or the mm-hmm. like, so they hit Van Horse for the touchdown early, and I, I just was blown away. Like, <laughs> I mean, they just flat out coached a reasonably well coached Arkansas State team. Now, I like Jamie was better. I think they're just better talent wise, scheme wise, everything right now. But to come back to that is some. I mean, that's cold stuff to come yeah. back to the throwback. Like you were just like, you have identified a player who is not paying attention to his responsibility and a coaching staff who is not putting people in the right positions. And I mean, <laughs> that was just some cold-blooded stuff later in the game from JMU's offense. And you're right, Rob. I mean, I don't know. I mean, one of mine was, we've talked about Percy here. He, by the way, that was I didn't know that was his career high, 158. Uh, but it was. Uh, so that was great to have him back because they have still don't have Kalon. Uh, but Chris Thornton was just incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had nine catches for 173 yards. You know, he didn't have all the touchdowns this week. But that put him over 2,000 yards in his JMU career, which is kind of astounding from a transfer. <laughs> you know, it put him sixth on the all-time JMU receiving list. So that that's just, it was awesome. And he just kept, I felt like, Man, he's so – when they need to play, he's their guy. Mm-hmm. And it was just nice to have him back. So, And they were even yeah. using him like on the like jet sweeps or short passes almost as like a running back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On some of those ones. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's getting behind, you know, coming across where they're technically mm-hmm. catches. But um, he was really good at that. Like he's a special, special player. And everybody, I think, maybe overlooked him or forgot about him mm-hmm. coming into the season because everybody is so focused on the loss of Wells. Mm-hmm. But man, I mean, th- this is not a surprise. Thornton is playing better, but this isn't like he came out of nowhere. He's continuing to do what he did last year, but he was just next level on Saturday. I mean, he, he averaged 19 yards a catch, right. you know, like, 115 yeah. yards after the catch. That, that stuff shouldn't happen. You know, nope. Just nine for 173. That's Those are some big numbers. They um, are. And like you said, over 100 of that was after the catch. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, it was great. And then, you know, I guess kind of second down, not to move as long, but I mean, the O-line is the foundation of this. It certainly and, is, yeah. And I mean, we ran, Dukes ran for over 200 yards in this game. They had, like you said, almost 600 yards of total offense to less than 250 for Arkansas State. And 
I mean, no, look, we're all excited about this week. We're going to get to why we're excited. We're going to get to the bigger picture and all that stuff. But whatever happens with bowls and game days and craziness or the wheels come off and the team falls apart the next six weeks, who knows? The one thing I know is if they can keep those 5-0 linemen next year, I mean, they're going to be really good again. Yeah. Like they're just, it's just so nice. And, and you know, knock on wood, but they've been really fortunate too. Like, you know, JMU hasn't been, I think they lost Van Horse this week. They've obviously, you know, Black has been out a little bit. We know Centeno has been a little banged up. I mean, there's plenty of guys that are banged up, but compared to teams around the country, you know, JMU's had pretty good. They've, they've been, you know, a fortunate team this year with injuries and nowhere more than just those five guys and the two tight ends just hammering away. I mean, they're just so good. I, I, I don't know. They just give them a chance every time they're out there. So big, big. And Tyshawn Wyatt, he's playing so well. I, I don't know. I, I, I know I don't, I don't pay enough attention to the O-line, but I just feel like he's playing particularly well. And um, it, it's just great to see. So. O-line is one of those things where people only notice it when it's bad. Or it, yeah. Not that they don't notice it, but they take it for granted when it's good. Yeah. And it just becomes like a machine or, mm-hmm. you know, or it's like a self-licking ice cream cone. It mm-hmm. just goes. Mm-hmm. And, it's like, oh. and so it's only when things break down, then really people start to scrutinize it. And let's be honest, the average football fan, and I would put both of us in that category of average football, we're not, you know, we're, we're not some sort of smart football people. Um right. You don't really, you, you can't really critique the play, particularly when you get into zone blocking and things like that, like the Dukes do, but you yeah. know when it's humming and it is absolutely mm-hmm. humming right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. Rob, what about third down for you? Oh man. Um, I, I guess defensively, I thought they did an excellent job of kind of limiting what Arkansas State could do, but uh-huh. also not freaking out when Arkansas yes. get some big plays. Yep, because Arkansas State, A State did have some players. You know, Blackman I thought was good. Um, yep. and he's not fantastic. He's not going to win the Heisman or anything, but he's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And you know, they they had some big plays. Their receivers were really good about kind of initiating contact and then doing enough to go up and get the ball, like contested balls. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought it was really good that like JMU responded. They didn't freak out. And last year we saw JMU was susceptible to big play, but it felt like the big play would lead to scores. This year, big play would lead to like, or this game is like, okay, maybe a field goal or, or they gave up a couple touchdowns, but they never really cracked. And that's the danger of an offense like that is particularly at home mm-hmm. when you're on the road, you worry that like, okay, they get, they get a 40 yard pass or a 30 yard pass. Oh, you know, we're back. The other team gets momentum. That didn't really happen. You know, again, like it, they, they, they gave yeah. up plays. Absolutely. This was not a lights out effort uh, in the, in the past defense. But they didn't let it get them down. And I think that's really, really cool and exciting, particularly when you talk about the youth back there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Like that, that impressed me, just the fact that they took the punches in the games but didn't didn't falter and you know, definitely did enough to win. Yeah. And, and I, I, I thought Taurus Jones was, again, particularly good. But I, did, I agree that um, I, I, we've talked about this. It hasn't shown up in other games this year, but we have talked about many times – leading into the season and throughout the season that like we thought that this defense was probably going to give up some big plays, yeah, but they were also going to trade them for other, like their own big plays. And that's kind of what happened here, right? Arkansas state in particular had the two or three big plays down the middle of the field, you know, to start drives, but eventually that pass rush is going to get home. And that's what happened. Right. I mean, at the end of the game, you know, that one stretch where Jamie scored, caused the turnover, or strip sack, score again. There's yeah. the game. You know, and then, like, th- that's just the, the knockout punch was there from the defense. I agree with you. That was, it and Jalen Walker, again. I, I know yeah, Jones was fantastic. That's been the thing. Yeah, the linebackers I just, really have, have been kind of a strength of this team. Yes, they have. And, and, and I think, you know, as they'll be the first to tell you, they're, the help that they're getting from the D-line, you know, is huge for them. But yes, you're right. They've been, an, for the position that we were, I think we were the most like, we didn't know. <laughs> yeah. They've been an absolute strength. Yeah. yeah. And that's my, my fourth down is a much bigger picture thing. And it's just, I'm so impressed. I wrote this the other night. 
I don't know. We'll, we need, we can get back to later. There'll be time for us to talk about like who's better this team or, you know, team from 16 or team from 08 or whatever team. Right. And we'll see what happens the last six games, but I am so impressed with the all around competence of JMU and the way they pick each other up. You know, this was not a perfect game. But it was kind of the game that I think we kind of, we expected more in the Sunbelt era. Where, you know, other than the second quarter at App State, JMU had not faced really any adversity <laughs> this year. And this was a little different than that. Um, but just they do things, right? Times. They also, they're so deep. Like you said, Thornton, Green, Ravenel, Painter, Brown. Horton, yeah. Brown. Yes, um, Percy, Kalon. Latrell, Van Horst this week, Centeo, like what, and whatever they do, like you do one thing to them and JMU has a counter. They seem to have a counter for it. You know, you hit a big play over the middle, they're going to get a sack on the next time you drop back. Like it just felt like, you know, we miss a field goal and it feels really terrible. And the defense makes a big play, you know, even after, and actually to Arkansas state's credit, like they weren't, like they made an adjustment at halftime. Their drive to start the second half concerned me a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. They took it right down. But as you said, the defense, it didn't give up seven. It gave up three. And then immediately the offense took the ball and went down and scored. <laughs> like we've seen, you know, this game, as you said, started out slow. It was a 0-0. And then it was 14-3 at half. Felt really good when JMU sort of punched that in the second you know, at the end break, of the half, the break. Yeah. yeah, to get up 14-3, not 10-3. And then to come out and then like Arkansas State drives down, kicks, it's 14-6. And then immediately JMU has made their own adjustments and they roll down and now we're off. You know, the rest of the game, they're playing catch up. And it was just really fun. I mean, I, I just, everything that JMU does this year, with the exception of the kicking game, uh, the place kicking game, you know, the rest of it just feels very uh, competent. You know, like I'm, I'm happy when Surratt fair catches at the right time. I don't know the defense. Like they only had five penalties this week. The whole team, you know, in the game. Like I don't even know if that. I don't mean to put that on the defense, but you know, and Santeo, it's just crisp. Like you said, they like roll out and hit the tight end. It's not difficult, but it's not something we usually see consistently done at the college level. And. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to use this word. I wouldn't expect to use this word. But they make it look routine. Yeah. For these first five games, and that was not something that I expected with this transition FBS. And mm-hmm. maybe it's just lightning in a bottle, and they're about to take some more punches. I don't know. But they have just looked very prepared for the moment. And I guess that's yeah. a credit to all of them as individuals and to their coaches for preparing them. But like, they don't look in awe. They don't look like anything's too big. They just look like, hey, man, we're, we're football players. Let's go out here and play football. And yeah. they're getting it done. Um, well, and I saw Q Reed say something about like, you know, he tweeted it on Sunday when the ranking came out. That uh, Yeah, there we go. We're yeah. blowing a lid off. When the rankings came out, Q Reed was like, this is nice. Back to work. Yeah. And that was it, right? Percy, there was a big, like, JMU put out one of those things like, oh, man, he had the great game, you know, career high. Percy tweeted, it's all credit to the big men up front. Yeah. You know. When Todd when Todd when got player Sateo of the week. When got the player yeah. of the week and the up for the Manning Award or whatever this week. Mm-hmm. First thing he said was credit to my teammates. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, it's just so – It, I mean, that some of that credit, you're like you said, it's got to go to all around to the players and and certainly to Signetti and the staff. And I just, I hope the JMU fans will remember this when things are not this smooth, <laughs> you know? Yeah, there will be bumps in the road. And yeah. it could be a quarter like the second quarter at App State, or it could yeah. be something more. And it, and it might not be this year. Mm-hmm. It could be next year. It could be, But like, things don't, this is this is Shangri-La right now. These are five weeks, yeah, yeah. five <laughs> games. So we got to yeah. see. But, yeah. All right. So what's one thing, I, look, I know what my one thing is next week, Rob. I'm just – oh, this was concerning from the kicking game this week. And you know, it wasn't just concerning from Wise, which was particularly uh, nerve-wracking. I can't tell you how many tweets I wrote and deleted Saturday night. Uh, you know, we try really hard not to 
jump on kids, but I don't know what to say about the second one. You know, I don't really know what to say about the first one, but you know, when you come up short, I, I don't know. I, sometimes that's weird, but the second one, I don't know. And it's concerning. And then my problem was, I know that I was texting with you and people on Saturday and I was like, well, why don't they let Madden kick field goals? Yeah. Who's the kickoff specialist, but he didn't have a great night kicking off either, no. which was, you know, so I don't know if there's like somebody's banged up or they're, I have no idea, but they got to find, they got to figure that out because, you know, it's just not something you can win with in tight games. And you know, they're good enough right now to get away with it, but it's not going to happen forever. And, and it certainly, like I said, I mean, it wasn't just wise. I mean, on the kickoffs, you can't give that guy, Johnny Lang, like that Arkansas state has one game breaking player. You can't give him more chances to run things yeah. back to the 50 every time, you know, he had almost a hundred return yards. Um, yeah. Like it's just, you know, so I, I mean, that's my big concern. I hope they can get it figured out. It looks like they figured out the rest of the mechanics of the place kicking game. So I just hope, you know, I hope they keep building confidence and. Just, uh, what concerns me a little bit is with all the increased visibility into JMU. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want this to be a situation where a kid gets singled out for a mistake. And I know people say, Oh, yes. well, you know, people are better now. It, it, it's just different. You know, you mm-hmm. don't want to have that. It's very good to be on sports center and having your game recapped. Not if it's a goat type situation, and right. and you see the potential for that. Um, and there was a little bit of that, like Jamie Twitter was getting. A, there was a little bit of vitriol. Uh, yeah, there Saturday was some night. angst. You know, yeah. a, little, a little bit of angst, and like I just don't want to see anybody targeted for a mistake. I mean, I understand this is big time college football, and they step up for it. That that's great. I get it, yeah. but um, I'm very again. It makes me encouraged by the players saying things. Oh, team game and all that. Like you hope that. Well, that's what they do. They picked each other up. They picked each other up. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a situation where they clearly had to do that with the kicking game on Saturday. And I I liked the idea of taking that long kick, maybe like as a confidence boost, if you could do it. And then it kind of had the opposite effect, I think. Yeah. Um, We came up short. I don't know. I want to. It's, it's as much as a fan as it is kind of a person. Well, that's what's hard. I don't like the idea of, 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 I don't like it when pro kickers are made out to be goats and stuff like that. I just, I find that to be such an uncomfortable position to watch and to consider. Um, mm-hmm. But speaking of which, and this is going to be a little bit of yeah. an aside, did you see Justin Tucker's post-game interview talking about his impression of kicking? No. If you're somebody who loves the minutia of like an expert describing her, yeah. or his task, uh-huh. you got to, you got to seek this out. I'll I do to want afterwards. to, because I also saw him and McPherson giving each other, like they were, having a little bit of a discussion amongst experts oh, during the game, right? Like, they asked him about the kick and he's like, oh, well, you know, ultimately it was, it was a great, you know, whatever you called it, snap. And then perfect hold, you know, 90 year hold, laces out and everything. And that was his first game winning hold. So big, big thing for him. <laughs> and he's like, and then he's like, and I'm just a system kicker. He's like at that point, and he's talking about how it's very exciting, but you just need to take all the emotions out of it. And you've got 1.4 seconds where you just got to do your job and everybody else does it. And the system plays through and you put, and, and it was so, I, I thought it, geeky isn't the word. It was kind of fascinating to me it is. of like how this guy, who's probably the best there's ever Ben yep. has his craft and he thinks of it as a system where he just plays a role and it didn't even seem like he considered himself to be <laughs> the most critical role, but talking about his teammate having his first game winning hold, hold, I just thought was priceless, but, um, that's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Well, yeah, well, kicking's so, the so, weirdest position, right? Because I'm part of me is like in any other position, you're like, well, the linebackers suck. Yeah. But the linebackers have a chance, like 80 plays a game to not suck. Yes. <laughs> right. And, this is like, I know as a fan that I'm also like maybe making it worse if I, I, I don't know. It's like the weirdest position. I also know that they're going to need, I think back to 2016 is a great example. Yeah. Right. We were concerned. There'd been some injuries. Tyler Gray was in there. We weren't sure. And suddenly you're in the Fargo Dome and all it takes is one kick. You know, you hit one big one. And you might be right back, good to go for a season and a half, you know? And that's what I I feel like they're going to need Cam Wise and Connor Madden the rest of the way. At some point, they're going to need them. 
And, you know, if they can hit the one they need, hopefully that'll turn things around. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm pulling for them both. Yeah. Anything else this week, Rob? I mean, I, everything else I have is kind of big. It's Georgia Southern going Uh, to Statesboro, but you know, like, I feel like I have the, I'd call it a trap game, but I feel like the whole rest of the season feels like a trap game at this point. Yeah. I think the trap game portions are behind us. I think now it's just the second half is considerably harder uh, of schedule. So you got to, there's just no no sense in, or no chance to slide here. You got to bring your A game and blah, 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 cliche, cliche. But I think it's true. It's considerably harder. This one, I think it's a big deal, particularly Georgia Southern kind of did what JMU did. It's first or what JMU is trying to do. It's first year in the Sun Belt, you know, where they, Mm -hmm. they ran the table and, they were not eligible for bowls or championships or anything. So like Georgia Southern is, you know, n- not what it once was, but I don't want to say they're sleeping giant. That's a really, really strong program. It's an outstanding yeah. program with a ton of history that has played a ton of big games. Um, and they're going to be up for this one. You know, that they're, they're, this is uh. not some school much like app state, Georgia Southern fans and program have respect for JMU because they came that same path that we're trying to do. So um, it's a big game. I, I'm a little bit, concerned about the van horse injury i thought he mm-hmm. was really starting to come into stride and he played a big big role in the win saturday night i think he just mm-hmm. adds an extra element to that offense um mm-hmm. so it's disappointing that he's he's going to be out correct mm-hmm. like uh, they haven't so. officially said anything but there were comments about like the x-rays not looking good so okay. um, i'm hoping it's only a couple of weeks because i think he's just an absolutely critical piece particularly with black uh not being ready like, the pass catching threats so um, yep. other than that, it's just, you know, another road game. Excited to see how Jamie handles life on the road in the Sun Belt. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I so said Georgia Southern lost to Georgia state this week. We've been saying all season, Georgia state was not as bad as their record indicated. They were in fact, probably fairly, fairly good, <laughs> but Georgia Southern had four interceptions and a fumble this week and lost by eight, I think. So, yeah. you know. Not they sort of defense. botched it more than Georgia, as much as Georgia State won it. Uh, and I think Georgia Southern, much like Arkansas State this past week, you know, this is Clay Heldon, that was Butch Jones. These are guys who, you know, they're getting their kind of second shot at their career and they're really trying to build the program back from the ground up, like in a, instead of sort of, you know, everything being, let's short, you know, short circuit the, with everything, like let's actually get this turned around for the long term. And having a team like JMU, I mean, and, and it's got to be fun for you know Clay Helton is excited that JMU is ranked. You know, like this is fun for him to tell his kids. We got their third ranked team coming to coming coming to yeah their coming backyard. to their stadium, you know, yeah. kind of thing. It's a big deal. Yeah, earlier in the season, Rob, it is weird. You made a good point. I think I heard this last week from one of the other JMU sources. Like, it is funny. We didn't expect to beat for JMU necessarily to beat App State, and they did. Now, since then, we've had even before App State. By the way, that's comical. Because before they got their ass kicked by Texas State, even last week, you and I said, I don't know if we said it on here or just said it to each other, but I was like, maybe App's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> right. And. But that was the one game early in the schedule that we... We all thought was a litmus test. Yeah, and we also thought like, well, you know, they might lose that one. I think we were a little 50-50 about Middle Tennessee, but we thought like, oh, if they beat Middle Tennessee, beat Norfolk State, then they're going to play App. And then we had this three-game set of Texas State, Arkansas State, Georgia Southern, where you and I thought JMU is probably the favorite, at least in our minds, they were the favorite in these three games. But we were nervous just about like, Man, I don't know if they can bring it three weeks in a row, you know, against teams that appear to be better than what we used to play against. And, you know, that's what they need to do one more week this week. And I really hope they do, Rob, because then they get a bye, right? Or no. No, no. No, They go right into Marshall before the Yeah, they go right into Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, you know, we were, I was doing some, planning i think we were all chatting about homecoming and the marshall game time came out and everything today and man you'd love to go obviously i would love to go root them on at home you know in the way that with a with a win this week 
So, but I don't know. Rob, so something else happened on Sunday, yesterday, that's never happened yeah, in the Yeah, his- breaking news. Breaking news, We, we yeah. should break it. I mean, this is probably the first time anybody's hearing it, right? Right, exactly. We're recording this on a Monday night. I'm sure most people will listen to it as soon as it hits yep. wherever people listen to their podcasts. So you figure yep. what, like Tuesday afternoon, we should tell everybody <laughs> JMU is ranked. The Dukes are ranked. Yeah, so, you heard it here first. The 25. Associated Press yes. has... Uh, put the Dukes at number 25 in their poll, um, a poll with a number of voters, some of them so astute, they still have, I don't know, Baylor well ahead of JMU. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, anyways, there's weird stuff. It's awesome. I, I'd like, to, Rob, I have three ways I want to approach this. One is earnest, earnest, or like, you know, our normal way we go about things by being very earnest. One is like our old man advisor, you know, telling the youngs what to do. And one is just like having fun with JMU fans. But I do want to start with the earnest one. And we know, we all know, the poll doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't mean they're going to win any more games. They're coming into the harder part of the schedule in the second half. It doesn't mean that they're the 25th best team in the nation. No, that's what it I just does. want to say. That it just right. it's sometimes it's like it's recognition for having an amazing accomplishment. I don't think anybody's saying that no. you know, one will always beat two and three and four and two will beat three and twenty-five nope. will beat twenty-six through one. That's not what people are saying. You know, nope. they're saying like this is an amazing accomplishment that deserves to be recognized. Yep. And it is, it's amazing. I mean, it's to, to be ranked twenty-fifth in the nation at any point is pretty darn cool. And it's really cool to hear people talk about you on every show, on yeah. every podcast. Yeah. And I, I just couldn't help think. A part of me wanted to be like, this doesn't matter. Like keep winning. But you have to take a step back and say, you know, Chalice McMillan, Mickey Matthews, Ron Carrier. Rip Shear, yeah. Rip Shear, all, all the coaches and players along the way, you know, Gary Clark, Scott Norwood, Charles Haley, all the guys, you know, Banks, all, all the people all the way through, Riscotti, Watford. Delville, you know, yeah. Yeah, like all Delville, yeah. All those guys. Yeah. All those guys, my buddy Greg Maddox, right? I mean, all those players, it must be awesome for them. And for those coaches, the administrators, and for the fans. I mean, even for us, Rob, when we started going to games in like, well, we started going to games in the 90s. But yeah. like you and I started like really investing time in 04, right, yeah. when they made the run to the championship. So it's been 18 years of that. And, you know, all those people along the way, I mean, there's a lot of fans that have, I don't know, done it longer than we have, you know. And there's a lot of people who have invested a lot more time and treasure and talent and all those other things into this than we have. But it's pretty cool. And to think, I, I said I talked to Greg this week and just to, like I, I sent him an email and was just like to think like when I used to sit with your mom and dad at the games our freshman year. Like, this is not something that occurred to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, this is not something that I imagined happening in the, what, the fall of 95, you know, I, I mean, this isn't something I imagined happening in the fall of 2015, like, forget 95, right? And I just, uh, it's, it's pretty darn cool. And for all those, like, accolades to be like, they've been in FBS for five, five games and they're ranked 25th. You know, there's all kinds of circumstances that go in it, but just, just a big thank you on our part to everybody who's made this program and kind of built it from the ground up. And for sure, I think about McMillan, uh, Carrier, and Ehlers, and Mickey. You know, those four, I think, are crucial, crucial figures. You know, and it's pretty cool. So I, I don't know. That's it's just... also really cool, and this is kind of hard to relate because, it's frankly, unrelatable to us. Like, like you mentioned, you sat with your roommate's parents 
uh, at mm-hmm. games because you probably couldn't get a lot of guys from the dorm to go or other people like I oh. would go with people in my hall because we had guys in the hall that played and everything, but like it just wasn't that big of a deal. But the current students, it appears to be a big deal. You know, yeah. you and I and everybody else were very impressed with the turnouts thus far this year, particularly Middle Tennessee State. And they really seem to be geared up for this. Mm-hmm. The fact that all 8,000 student tickets were gone in, what, like 90 minutes this morning yeah. for, for the Marshall game. Like, yeah. this is a big deal for the students. Like, they're living it up and really embracing this team. And um, like we said, F- FCS was great. You and I were gung-ho fans. We've got many great memories that nobody will ever take away from us. And there's no shine coming off those, even if JMU goes on and does bigger and better things for years to come. Those are still great. But like, this is mm-hmm. just different. It, it's There's something about it. I'd imagine when you're a student, when you're there and you're part of the conversation and you go back and meet your high school friends and people all know, oh, JMU, and like that school's being mentioned on Sports mm-hmm. Center and in newspapers and locally. It's just a different flavor of excitement. Um like nobody's ever experienced before. So it's awesome that the students are embracing it and living it up. You only get four, you know, maybe five years on campus if, mm-hmm. and you should take advantage of it. There are only so many home games you get and to go out there and tailgate and be in the stands. That's just, that's a great experience. So as happy as I am for all the players and yep. coaches and, and football alums and everything, I'm also really excited for the students getting to be a part of this story in, in a very real way. So, Oh, completely. I, I spent Saturday with, a friends, we, we spent it with some friends and their daughter was home for fall break from Tennessee. And she was very excited, right? Obviously, Tennessee was beating LSU. They're doing, Tennessee's having their best season in quite some time. And, uh, you know, was just thrilled and was watching the game and checking in and getting all excited, you know. And it was fun. Like, she also, you know, even her and her family, like, they... We're like, oh, Jamie's on. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's just a, yeah, it's a totally different world. So, and with that, I would say the, the second part of this is our like old man advisors role. <laughs> Not that anyone listens, but enjoy it. I, it occurred to me today, Rob, there's only seven weeks left in the season. There are yeah. six games over seven weeks. It's quick. Jamie has been very fortunate on their health for the team this year. You know, we can argue over whether the schedule gets easier, harder, whatever. I, I don't know. We'll see as the time comes. There's no game left on the schedule that I'm terrified of, that I don't think JMU could win. But after this week, and e- even with this week being like difficult and going to Georgia Southern, and now JMU is the, you know, the roles have flipped. JMU is the one with the target on their back now. So that's going to change things a little bit. But after this week, you know, the last, what, five are really tough. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, they have Marshall for homecoming. Hopefully the players are fired up. I mean, Marshall has obviously shown that they're capable, what, no matter what their record says. Then they go to Louisville. Then they go to ODU. ODU scares the crap out of me because I don't know that the current JMU players care. Like, I don't know if they realize the like how big of a deal that game is. It might be better if they to like don't. fans, right? Yeah. I don't know if they can. It might be better if they don't. Right. And then they come home for the last two. So we'll, we'll get there when we get there. But yeah, just enjoy it. I mean, this is not like F- FCS where we're building, you know, if this were an FCS season, Rob, we'd be saying everything's looking good. Just keep winning. You'll be fine. But we wouldn't really actually be overly concerned. And this year it's, you know, one loss, two losses probably like ends the dream that we all have now, you know? And so not to you know, not that we care. I mean, we, this has already been a, a success. One more win will, will guarantee the streak continues of the 500 record, you know? So everything at this point is awesome and there's nothing to say, but I just want people to enjoy it because this season is, it is going to be over on Thanksgiving weekend, you know, well, most likely. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. There's, a, there's other things we can talk changes. about later. And other, there's other platforms to talk about those things. But we'll see. You know, Just enjoy the ride because how many times, Rob, have we seen in football, whether it's football or basketball, you know, you saw with Kansas this week. You have a team that's long, you know, an underdog, and they finally get up and get a little bit of respect, and immediately it's over. You yeah. know, you get ranked, and then that's – 
it was it was cute for a week kind of thing. I, I think I think they got legs though. They're they're investing significant money into that program. Um, oh, the know. Kansas thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. I just mean like. But the wheels did come off quite a bit. Just yeah, fr- well, from the it, initial excitement, it looked like it was a trajectory straight up and the air is out of the balloon a little bit and yeah. we'll see where they go. They, they can rally, but yeah, I mean this, I think the point is Todd, like this stuff is both wonderful and fleeting, you know, yes. it's, this is, this is great. JMU's riding high. Um, they win again. Maybe they get continue to climb the rankings, but it can all disappear, you know, like particularly yeah. the rankings piece is very, very fragile. You know, you look at this, <laughs> the back end, it, it's a constant rotation. There's a lot of inertia in like the top 12. You know, people don't really move that much. Mm-hmm. You can flat out fall off the radar um, mm-hmm. where Jamie is, but you, you can't take away the fact that Jamie made it. You know, they made yeah. it some level. This is not the goal. This is no. not even the bar. Um, right. This is the initial breakthrough. And now it's like, okay, told y'all, we can come up here. We can make this move. We can make it work. Mm-hmm. But now we got to sustain it. And you got to improve. Like, no, there's nobody that's satisfied. Nobody at JMU in, in the football offices, any of the players are going, job accomplished. We made it you know, mm-hmm. number 25 in the country. Shut it down. We've we done all we can do. No, that's just, that's the tip of the iceberg here. Um, yeah. But, well, and this, know, this just team, enjoy right? it. It's fun. And, yeah. and everybody's like, the, I don't, Todd, you and I really don't follow a lot of trolls or any trolls and we don't engage with trolls. So like, <laughs> no. I guess people are very uh, bemused or, or I don't know, charmed or whatever they're doing into like no. the reaction from like UVA and Virginia tech fans and this like back and forth. <laughs> I suck. It. I don't, I don't see it. So I don't care. Um, right. But this whole like act like you've been here before. That's a ridiculous comment because Jamie has not been here before. We you literally know, have not been new. here before. Literally. <laughs> right. So if Jamie fans want to hoot and holler and puff out their chest, let us have yeah. it, man. This is a big deal. It's a big deal. I don't really care what this says about, school X down the road or school Y, you know, across and trust who cares. It's not about them. I I literally do not care at all. When we play them, I'll worry about that right now. I'm just really proud to be a Duke and it's an exciting time. It's a fun, fun football program to be following. Mm -hmm. Um, Let other people figure out what it means in terms of like the status quo for Virginia football going forward. I don't know. And I quite frankly, don't really care. (laughs) Right. Or Sunbelt football or whatever else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like it's, we don't need, not everything needs to be a giant debate. Sometimes it can just be really fun and we can mm-hmm. be proud of our school and our favorite football team. And mm-hmm. that's it. You know, I'm, I'm not really worried about what this means in terms of like supremacy of flagship school or <laughs> school down in Blacksburg. Right. God bless them. I, mean, I got a lot of friends went to both those places. I don't care. And, right. and you know what? The ones that I do care about mm-hmm. were pretty excited for me. Yes, and we're like, hey, man, that's pretty cool. I see what's going on. Big yeah. weekend for you. I'm happy for you. That's and you know what? And people, Jamie fans don't want to hear this. I'm happy for all my Virginia Tech friends when Virginia Tech's good, and I'd like to think that I can be as classy as they are being to me personally right now. So yes, yeah, yeah. It's just it's fun. That's yeah, what it it's is. super and super it's, fun, and this is uncharted territory. So no, we haven't been here before. I'm not going to act like I have. No, and that and the two things I keep thinking too. It's a it's unexpected. From a fan standpoint, I don't know what the team, maybe the team felt differently inside the locker room, but from a fan standpoint, it's been such a pleasant surprise. And just the fact we're getting this season. I mean, Rob, we were sitting here two months ago talking about like, okay, I hope they can keep the wheels on this season kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not playing for anything and like, I hope it's exciting and and like, oh, I'll be excited for homecoming no matter what. I didn't expect this. Right? I didn't think I was going to get one of the more memorable five-game stretches in the history of JMU football, right? And hopefully more at this point. Uh, yeah, that part's really wonderful. It's just, ah, it's, it's so fun and so unexpected. And then for the team, I'm, it's really funny. I mean, I, I never thought about the fact that Signetti's got to be in there in the locker room just smiling because, hey, you guys want to be legends? Like, do you want to be immortal in Harrisonburg? Go do it. Like, now it's all there for you. Go keep winning, right? You know, if you can get up to whatever, number 19 and win a bunch of games and be 10 and 1 or 11 and 0, no one's going to remember that you didn't play in a bowl or you didn't play in the Sun Belt Championship. 
Everyone, everyone who cares about JMU is going to remember this. It season. could add to the lore, you know. Yeah, yeah, like you could be bigger than, you know. It, it. We always talk about how like the seventeen team might be the best JMU team ever, but they didn't win in Frisco, mm-hmm. and they kind of get, you know, kind of get overlooked. They get a little overlooked because of that. Whereas, like this team who has no chance of going to Frisco or Dallas or. Miami or wherever, right? <laughs> at least at the moment, could be remembered forever in this group, you know. And, and it, I don't know. It's just, it's wonderful. Enjoy it. Call all your friends. It, if you're if you're like us and your friends who casually pay attention are all suddenly, I know I got one this week that I was stunned. <laughs> and I and the fun thing I've had, Rob, is just the the out of town friends who like. They can be so much more plugged in because they're on the national stage because they are on the like random CBS podcast or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's really fun too. So yeah, it's awesome. I don't have much else, Rob. I don't know if you do. I, I just, uh, I wanted to enjoy this with you tonight. I know we you know, thought about guests. We thought about overtimes. We got some good ones. We'll bring them back next, you know, soon enough. But this was really special and Man, they're playing Georgia Southern in Statesboro on Saturday at four, and then they're coming. It, Rob, just win this game so we can come home for homecoming. And yeah, home. crazy, right? It'll, it'll yeah. make it that much more exciting. Oh, I know. One thing with Georgia Southern. So we said they lost forty-one uh, thirty-three. Their quarterback threw a bunch of interceptions, but also threw like fifty-nine times, and they throw it all over the yard. It, that is something JMU has not seen too much of this year. So that will be kind of interesting. It, you know, just this is a full, full gas passing team. And it will be, you know, that will be a change for, for JMU's defense this week. Did enjoy Texas State beating the hell out of App. That was kind of funny. Uh, Troy beat Southern Miss. Just trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, we get Wednesday night Sunbelt football this week, Rob. Louisiana at Marshall on Wednesday on television so a lot of us will get to watch a sneak preview opponent. yeah yeah and marshall obviously will have you know quite a bit of extra time to prepare for jamie the trip to harrisonburg but it will be fun to get to watch them on wednesday uh coastal carolina and odu this weekend so i i don't know are we rooting for coastal or are we rooting for we're rooting for coastal i guess right at this point yeah until JMU loses we're rooting for coastal right we're rooting for that end of season craziness um so we'll see. Uh, Texas State, Troy, ULM, South Alabama. So on the west side, we'll see some real, you know, it looks like South Al and Troy are headed for a real confrontation at some point. But it will be interesting to see a Texas State and a ULM team who have shown flashes this year uh, match up with them. But that's kind of it for the Sun Belt slate this week. And, man... It's pretty fun to think we're going to Georgia Southern, Rob. This is one of those ones I've been kind of looking forward to. Like just from the standpoint of former FCS power, you know, same thing as went through it like we did. And another fan base much like ours that very, very proud, very, very, you know, long history of being having a good time down there. So It's a good one. It's, it's yeah. one of the matchups that I was most looking forward to and mm-hmm. we'll probably look forward to year in and year out. Yeah, I'm super jealous, by the way. I, I know there's a bunch of JMU people going to Savannah this week. I actually am really excited. One of my family friends is lives in Hilton Head, and it's one of my dad's buddies. And he's going to the game. He's a huge fan. Like uh, he's a huge like college sports fan in general. And he was just saying he's been home. He hasn't really been to any games this year. And he was like, "This is the one that I saw JMU was winning a lot." And uh, my buddy and I are going to make the trip. <laughs> They're like going to the JMU game. And that's the kind of thing that at FCS, that doesn't exist, right? No. But he no, was we, like, this no, is we... really fun. They're like 90 minutes away. And we're going to, we're a couple hours away. And we're going to go, we're going to make it an afternoon of it kind of thing. Yeah. What is, so. It's like an hour from Savannah. So that would make it, yeah, not too far from Hilton. If that's the case. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. He said it. Yeah. And uh, he's actually the guy that got me. He's the one that took me to the final four when Maryland in Minneapolis. Um, so he's, yeah, I don't know. He's kind of like an uncle to me, but he's my dad's good buddy. So yeah, it's really fun. It, and he was all excited. He got tickets next to the JMU section. Like he made, 
he like looked around the stadium and figured it out, you know, like is very excited about it. So it should be a, it should be a fun week. And I just hope Jamie can keep it going for another week. Yeah, me too, man. I'm excited yeah. about it. It's another uh, good game. Another, you know, Saturday in October where it's more fun than previous schedules. And we'll leave it at that. And I just, yeah, come on, Jamie. Oh, you can do this. <laughs> All right, Rob, I will talk to you next week. And a uh, big thanks to Mossy Creek and, I don't know. Hopefully we'll be having another celebration Monday next week. Yeah. Have a good week, everybody. Go Dukes. Oh